This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hi, Nirvana Sisters family. It's Amy. This week, we are featuring a special replay. We're going back to episode 36 with Allie Webb. She got married this week, so we thought it was relevant to replay her episode, especially since we have so many new listeners. Thank you for joining our family and enjoy this episode with Allie Webb. Thought this could be some good listening going into the Memorial Day weekend. Cheers. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome to the show, Nirvana Sisters Family. So today is a really, really special episode for both of us, but today we're talking to someone who has been so inspirational to me and really a role model to me, whether she knows it or not. (laughs) Um, But anyone who knows me well knows that I've always looked up to you, Allie. And just from, 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 from a business sense, from a personal sense, your honesty and transparency. And also you have two boys. We're the same age. Like we just have a lot of similarities. And so I'm so excited to have you on the show and just thank you for spending time with us today. Um, We have Allie Webb on the show, who I'm sure most of you know, but if you don't, she is the co-founder of Drybar, the founder of Drybar. She's also now the co-founder of Squeeze, which I'm so excited about because we have one opening up in Bethesda near me. We interviewed Britt on the show um, a couple months ago and she was amazing. We loved her. Um, Okay Humans, the future of face-to-face talk therapy and Beckett and Quill. And we also interviewed Meredith Quill a couple of weeks ago, and we're always decked in it because we, we love, love it. our so we have our necklaces, we got our earrings, we're all we're all judged, and we're so excited to talk to you. But I think the reason why I have been so inspired by you over all of these years, and like I've spoken Katie's ear off about you and your background, and all of the stuff, is because I think when when Drybar launched, I was it was like I think right before I moved out of New York, and it was the first time it opened my eyes up to like, oh my god, like. If I thought of this idea, I could have opened this. Like, this is actually something because I always was into hair because I have curly hair in my whole life. It's like, you know, yep. doing a million things to try to make it look better. Like, there was this um, salon, Davishon in New York. I don't know if you remember it back in the day that like yeah. cut curly hair and they had a whole system. And I was like one of the first people there. And I was always talking to the people there. So I was like really into hair and beauty and all this stuff. Yeah. I work in marketing, but that's a different story. But anyway, I just thought the concept was so simple and groundbreaking to me. And the branding and the experience and the whole vibe of it and, and the bigger meaning of course, behind it, which is you walk out, you feel confident, you feel happy. And the whole thing, that whole experience does that for you. And so like, it sort of opened my eyes to like, wow, like I could open something one day for myself. I've been in corporate America forever and it could actually be in business and it could be something that I'm passionate about and love. Because I think prior to that, you think of opening up a business as like, I don't know, like an accountant or a lawyer, like nothing that you actually would be interested in. So anyway, it's always opened my eyes. And since then I've followed you and seen your, your career and all of your ups and downs. And just, I've always been so inspired. And like, you're the one person that everybody knows. I like just have a total girl crush on because you just, you mean a lot to me. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. So that's so sweet. Well, I appreciate that. And it's nice. It's it's nice to hear. It's always great to hear that kind of stuff. And and but mostly like the fact that 
you know, my story, my journey has resonated with you and inspired you to, you know, get the confidence to go out and do your own thing, which is really, I'd say where I am now in my life, you know, I'm, um, I'm starting to write my second book. I just got a book deal, which was like such a big deal. Congratulations. Exciting to me. Thank you. And, and, um, I'm excited to really, you know, write about that. And like this kind of like, if I did it, you can do it story. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm not your typical, I mean, I don't think there is a typical anymore. And I think it's evolved so much. I feel like, you know, when we first started dry bar and, you know, entrepreneurs weren't as accessible as they are now, especially like female entrepreneurs. And just to your point about, you know, companies were like big conglomerates and nobody knew who ran them and no, you couldn't reach anybody there. You were never talking to the CEO, like nothing like that ever happened. And, you know, I, I happened to come in at the four, you know, somewhat of the forefront of like entrepreneurs, you know, being accessible and available. And, you know, I've taken it (laughs) to pretty extreme with, you know, being, pretty open and transparent with things that are going on in my life. And, um, you know, that's been an interesting evolution. And I, I often like kind of ponder why, um, you know, um, talk about so much of that stuff, but, but hearing what you said and and things like that and and the feedback that I do get so much is like, it is this, like, uh, you know, you're talking about it. It's relatable to me, whether it's like building a business or how you raise money or going through a divorce or, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel really compelled and drawn and to this, like, you know, be, you know, share what you know and pay it forward and all of that. So, so it's really nice to hear. So thank you. Of course, of course, before we get into it though, I do want to take a step back because in our show, in the beginning, we always like to do a Nirvana of the week or day or whatever it may be, just a little something that sparked joy that made you feel good that you kind of like, um, that put a smile on your face this week. So Katie, I'll flip it to you first to give us your nirvana. Okay, great. Well, thanks. Well, Allie, first of all, I, you know, I'm so thrilled that you're here. So thank you. Uh, my nirvana, it happened yesterday. It was this weird little moment. I, I was speaking to this woman that I'm thinking about doing some personal work with, and she is a type of coach. Uh, and I had to have like full disclosure about my health issues with her. She was the first adult that I've ever spoken to that grew up with a sick mother that had autoimmune issues and had challenges and was a child and had to have a sick parent, which is what my daughters go through. And I got emotional talking about it because I've literally never spoken to someone that was that. And she said to me that she thinks that it made her very resilient and very strong and more empathetic. And like, you know, she's this wildly successful, fabulous woman. And she accredits a lot of that adversity as a young child to helping her gain those qualities. So that was a little nirvana for me because um, I I never thought about it from that point. You know, we always think we're screwing up our children all day, every day. So... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we are. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I love that. Yeah. I never thought about that. It was, it was nice to hear. So that, yeah. So Amy, what about you? What was yours? Why two? So the first one was just, as Katie knows, I had time to myself on Saturday. And I know Ali, I saw this on your Instagram stories recently about talking about time to yourself. And I Um, treasure that so much. Like I love being alone and just having time to myself just to regroup because then you just come back and you feel refreshed. So I've been stuck in the house because of COVID, yada, yada. I haven't been anywhere. So I had to like run errands and return things, which so 
I did some shopping. I returned some things, walked around, did a little schmying around some stores. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing to be my, I felt like I was on vacation, I'm like flying <laughs> a sweater. I'm like texting Katie. I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing to have time to myself. So that was great. But really more importantly, a really cute moment yesterday I had in the car with my son, who's 14, almost 15. I have two boys like you, Allie. Um, one's 15 and uh, one's almost 15 and one's 12, almost 13. And um, we were driving in the cars, taking him to his girlfriend's house. And he was like, you know, in a good mood. And so like when I catch him in a good mood, it's like amazing because he'll talk to me. And car time is always the best. So he was just talking to me the whole time in the car and like just telling me a million things and talking about when he's older, this and college and just literally talked to me the entire time we're in the car, which is so nice. Usually he's like quiet or says one thing. So that was so sweet. And then the, the cutest thing was I'm dropping it off, dropping him off at his girlfriend's house. And he looks at me before he opens, before he leaves the car. And he goes, mom, do I look good? <laughs> and I was like, it's cute. You look great. I love you. But it was, he never does stuff like that. So you could tell he was just like excited to see her. And it was just like, so heartwarming and sweet. And I just drove away with like the biggest smile on my face. So that was my happy moment of the week. What about you, Allie? Um, those are such good moments that I feel like I can, I can share in both of those with you guys. I mean, you know, Katie, going back to what you were saying about this woman that you met and how it built resiliency in her, you know, it is interesting. And I was joking that we all mess up our children, but I think we do. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I think it's like, we just, it's just, we're just like, we're doing the best we can as parents. Our parents did the best they can. Like I can point to lots of things that my parents did that were like, you know, I wish quote unquote, they had done different, not really, but in the, in the moment, you know, and I remember when I was going through, you know, my divorce and my financial advisor, ironically of all people at the time was like, you know, because I was so worried like that I was going to fuck up my kids because I was putting them through a divorce and our divorce wasn't, I mean, it was, it was, it was really rough internally, but uh, we, we kept it pretty like smooth on the outside for my boys. And, uh, I remember him saying to me, similar to what you just said, that it was it was his parents went through a divorce when he was young and it was so character building and it made him so strong. And now I'm not advocating for divorce by any means, but I do think that there is a like, we're so worried about putting our kids through anything hard because we want to shelter them. I mean, it's just our natural like motherly instinct to want to shelter our children and shelter them from bad and evil and harm and all of that stuff. But like, it doesn't really prepare them. And, you know, I mean, I, I had a fair amount of sheltering and I had, you know, and I didn't have anything really crazy to happen, happen to me, but I do think that there is like some resiliency and strength in that. So I don't know. I just really relate to what you're saying. And I bet your kids will end up being really strong as a result, you know, and I think mine are too, yeah. as a result of, of like going through mm -hmm. a divorce and, you know, and, and they, and, and, you know, they see me so much happier on the other side of it. So like while we were in like the mud and trekking through to get to the other side, it seemed like, Oh God, are we ever coming back from this? And we have, and, we, and it's really beautiful now. So anyways, um, but as far as Nirvana moments, I mean, I, you know, I love that by the way. Um, and it's a good, yeah. it's a good reminder to like talk about the things that you know, I have this like, yeah, right here, this like five minute journal thing that I write in pretty regularly. And it asks you really awesome questions, which I like, cause I, it's like an interactive thing and which I like. Um, but I, I, you know, this, this weekend, Adrian and I went to where we're going to get married Nice in May. And, um, you know, we, we were doing a walkthrough and our wedding planner was there and it was like everything really like 
is is working out and going well. And it's like in in a sea of like shit that's been going wrong for like what feels like for so long. Um, it was just so nice. And I remember feeling like, oh my God, like, and I'm just such a like, everything's wrong. Every we have to fix everything. Like, where's the problem? It's just my nature. And so <laughs> the fact that it was like everything was pretty smooth. And we had, you know, a moment where we were standing, we were gonna get married, and we had a moment where um you know, my boys are going to actually walk me down the aisle. Which is so sweet. And we were like, stand, we were kind of walking through and, and I, we were standing, we kind of stood where my boys will like pick me up and walk me down the aisle. And I got so emotional <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be such a fucking wreck during the wedding. But it was the first time like some real emotion about the wedding hit me and which is just like a weird place to be because you know, this is my second wedding and it's like, it is just feel a little weird to be having a wedding again. Um, even though it's, you know, a natural progression. So anyways, that was like a moment that really hit me. That was really sweet. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Congratulations on your wedding. We're so happy for you. I feel like, you know, we watched the journey of everything (laughs) going on. I feel like I just, there were so many raw emotions and like to see you come out with an amazing guy and actually heard the podcast episode when you met those, um, that matchmaking company. I remember the episode from raising the bar and um, I'm just so happy you found such an amazing guy. He just seems so intuitive, but introspective. Yeah. Like introspective. It's Mm -hmm. very, um, my husband's like that too. And it's, it's an an incredible quality and it really brings out so much more. So that's awesome. And when are you getting married again? We're getting married in May. Um, Nice. Yeah. And it's like, it felt like you know, we had like not a long engagement, longer than my first marriage, anyways, and um, or my first engagement, and it was a uh, felt like it was so far away, and I can't believe it's less than five months now, and it's like you know that we have so much going on that these next five months are going to fly by, and I'm yeah. so excited, and it's like you know, it's like it's a little, it feels like a do over in a lot of ways, um, <laughs> and you know, to really be planning this thing exactly how I want it, exactly how we want it. And not like, you know, unfortunately my mom passed away about six years ago, so she's not in it, which is a bummer. But I mean, it's just, it's also like, we're paying for it. We're doing everything exactly how we want it. We're making it exactly what we want. I'm, you know, it's it's not, there's some tradition of all the people there you want. Yeah. It's just awesome. You know, yeah. My first wedding was like all of my parents' friends, which was awesome. They gave us a lot of money to start our lives. totally different vibe. And I'm, you know, and I think also just based on like how last couple of years have been to be having everybody in one room together feels like, you know, super special. So yeah, for sure. So special. And it's nice that you got to see kind of a preview this weekend and got to like take it in for a second because you're probably running a mile a minute. And so to have that reflection moment is so yeah, nice. It's so nice. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to give you some quick fire questions, get into some stuff. So I guess um, I, I gave a little bit of your background and I'll probably give some in, in a pre-record. So just speaking about your mentors, I mean, I think a lot of people look to you as their inspiration and like mentorship. Who who were your mentors? I know you've talked about your brother a lot, but who kind of gave you guidance and still gives you guidance and who are you getting inspiration from lately? Yeah. I mean, it's really all over the place. I mean, I, w- you know, I would say like first and foremost was largely my parents and my mom as, you know, growing up as like you know, in, in, in a family where my parents had their own business and, you know, I, I mean, going back to what you're saying about our parents and the things they aren't doing that we think they should be like, you know, my parents worked 
I came home from school and my parents were rarely there. And I used to always joke around that I wanted a cookies and milk mom because like my, that's Aww. what my friends had, you know? And I yeah. was like, why aren't you that for me? And, and, and when I was little, it really bothered me. And as I got older, I, I learned the older and older I got, the more I realized that like, I, I watched my parents work really hard for what we had, which, you know, took a long time. And it, and it, 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 you know, I don't even think I was aware of it. It was building such a strong work ethic in me. And I, and I really realized it once I went out into the world and I, you know, um, I went out into the world and I was like, you know, getting my first jobs and I was treating every job like it was my own. And I was, you know, and I was like, what, what like, what, where did this come from? And I realized it was really from what, as I got older, and I understood it more. It was like from watching my parents and how hard they worked. And, and they just always instilled that in us. And I worked for my parents when I was young too. And so, you know, my, and my dad, my parents always had such a great work ethic and they worked really hard, but they also had this like, you know, kind of work hard, play hard mentality where I like my, my parents were always like, if you do what, you know, you, you're supposed to do in your responsibilities, um, we, you know, then you can, you can leave when you want, or, you know, you know, have a little more freedom, just do your job and do what it's supposed to be done. And, and that, that ethic always stuck it versus like, you could be sitting at a desk from here to here. It was like, there was a flow of like, you can kind of, as long as you're doing what you needs to be done. And that, and that, I, that attitude, I think instills a, a stronger worth that work ethic of wanting to do something versus having to do something, you know? Um, so I would say, you know, for me, it really started there. And, and certainly my brother along the way, you know, has been a strong um, in, inspiration for me and mentor for me. And and then I think it's like varied over the years, you know, from like people like Jenna Gerwich, who was, is the founder of Laura Mercier Cosmetics. And she, you know, introduced me to some really great people and taught me some really great lessons about building a product line early on. And, um, you know, like, I don't know if you know who Wendy Zomner is, but she's the founder of Urban Decay Cosmetics. And we mm-hmm. had the same, yeah, I know that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the same um, financial guys, the same uh, private equity guys. And so, you know, she, she was like helpful in like bridging a gap when we were raising money and I was learning how to like deal with private equity guys. And, you know, I feel like just like friends and relationships and, you know, mentors, like they come into your lives in, the time where like you need them. And it's like, you know, just like anybody else, it's like, sometimes you just need somebody to help you with this thing that you're going through and then you don't anymore, you know? And I think that's like kind of the nature of mentors and people who are inspiring to you. And, um, you know, and then there's been people like, you know, like Whitney Wolf, who's the, you know, founder of Bumble, who's become you know, a friend of mine who I don't really talk to all that much anymore, but I did when I was ironically, when I was going through my divorce, she was really there for me, like unexpectedly and really helped me. And like Maria Shriver is someone I've always looked up to. And when I'm, I'm not like a big, I listen to a lot of books on like audiobooks now, but I never, I can't sit and read. I don't have the patience. I get tired, Same. but I can listen and walk and I'm very happy. I love you totally. know, yeah. that way, but I happened to read a lot of Maria Shriver's books when I was a kid. I was just really inspired by her and it was very serendipitous for me as I got older and I, she invited me to, she interviewed me in the early days of dry bar and she, Catherine, her daughter, like stumbled across dry bar and loved it and told Maria about it. And then Maria called me. It was just like this, like love fest. And we became friends and, you know, and, and kind of intermittently. And then once when I was also going through my divorce and, you know, I didn't have my mom and she just really was like very like 
she's very tough love. If you know her, she's like no bullshit and like right to it. And, and I kind of needed that, you know, I mean, I remember being on the phone with her one morning and she was like, basically like, get the fuck out of bed. What are you doing? You know? And so, you know, she was helpful for me in that way. And, and, you know, so I don't know, I could probably go on and on about the different, I've been really fortunate and lucky to have some really amazing women around me in my life that have, you know, inspired me and helped me and guided me through different, you know, phases. And, you know, I think all of my, I would, I would say it's safe to say almost all of my friends are founders, entrepreneurs, or, you know, running big companies or at the helm of big companies. And, you know, we all lean on each other from time to time. So I, I feel like I'm, I have a pretty big network of women that I can call on when I'm like, need help with something confused about something, need to bounce something off. So yeah, they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's really, um, the thing about your parents, actually, I was listening to it because I have always worked as well. And I'm like barely took, I mean, took off maternity leave, but like have, have always worked. And I always struggle with that guilt of like, should I have stayed home when my kids were younger? And like, I was never the milking cookies mom. And, um, I've always had the, you know, a corporate job and now I'm starting this and now I'm like straddling both worlds and really busy. But, but the pandemic has actually been like such a blessing in disguise because I've been right. home, yeah. which made me realize like, Oh, I can, um, start my own thing and still work and be with them so much more. But to your point, I'm also teaching them a work ethic and they've been to my office and they like see all this stuff and see all these amazing trips I go on. And so it does give them that lens of like, you work hard and you do these things and, you know, so as as the milk and cookies stay at home mom that doesn't actually make the cookies and put out the milk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please, Katie, you're, she's an incredible mom. No, but I can tell you, you know, what I always stress about is, oh my gosh, my children aren't seeing me work. They need, I need to show them this great work ethic and all of that stuff. So it's, it's, it's just funny, but I love what you're saying about your parents the work hard, play hard thing, because we, our household is all about that. And I never thought, I never correlated it so much to the passion for, for, for working and getting it done so that you can feel like, all right, I can do whatever I want. I've got, the world is my oyster. You know, like you said, wanting to do it instead of having to do it is, is key. It's such a great lesson. Yeah. 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 So, and I learned that through parenting too, right? It's like, my kids are you know, a lot like me, I think we're all like this. It's like, if someone's like forcing you to do it, you're like, fuck that. I don't want to do it. But if someone like Mm -hmm. allows you to find it and works, it's like so true of all the things, right. It's like, you can't be forced. It's like, you can't, what's the old adage. You can't, you can, you know, bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's like, you can only do so much and, you know, with, and get resistance. So yeah, it was a good, like early life lesson for sure. Yeah, that's great. Now you're, all right. So Dry Bar, Squeeze, Beckett and Quill, and they've all been like back to back to back to back to back. What have been some of your biggest challenges and like learning curves going through, you know, this journey? I mean, it's a lot starting one after the other, after the other. Certainly there's got to be a couple of things that have stood out. Yeah. I mean, I think, it it's kind of different for all of them. I mean, with, with dry bar, it was like, you know, it, it was going from, and I'll make this brief because it, you know, it's like 10 years worth of this, <laughs> but like going from it being like my baby, my business, me and my brother, and like slowly bringing on more and more people to it becoming this like massive brand and needing so much help and not 
not being the one making every decision, not being at the helm of the company anymore. And, and that transition was really hard for me, you know, and it, as I look back on it, you know, it was definitely like a process, you know, that I don't think I was, I could see at the time of like letting go and learning that, like, you need, I needed really smart people around me who knew lots of things that I didn't. And now it's like a very crystal clear lesson, but at the time it was like, I was a maniac about it, you know, and I, and I had a hard time accepting, you know, letting other people do what they were really good at stuff that I didn't know, you know? So it was like an interesting evolution, you know, both a personal and professional evolution to like, you know, navigate learning how to be the boss and having to be the person that you, you, you feel like has to know everything and make every decision to being like, wait a second, I don't have to know everything and I don't have to make every decision I can use, you know, I can utilize all these people around me and let them you know, feel empowered and whatever. But then there's like ego and you're like, no, 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 I have to know everything. And no, 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 this is my idea. And I have all the answers and I'm the smartest person in the room, which was never the fucking case. But you, you know, you're under this, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What do people expect of me? There's, you know, for me, there was no, like, you know, there was no guidebook on this. You just kind of made it up as you went, which, you know, it feels very liberating now. Um, but at the time it was very stressful. So, you know, I think it was like, it was a process and, and I learned so much as a result. And, you know, and then I think what was an interesting transition for me was going from like being in the day to day to not being in the day to day to like finding my new role within the company as we grew it and brought on a professional CEO and all these people in the company had expanded so much to then like, you know, figuring out, where my place was. And then, you know, because Cam, my ex-husband was the creative mastermind and we had a creative office separate than our, you know, that our, we had our main office in Orange County and Irvine. And then we had our creative office in LA. And then once we split and that was the office I worked out of, now I'm like, shit, you know, where do mm-hmm. I go? What do I do? I'm already not quite as involved as I was, but not near, but not, you know, not completely out. So that was a really hard time for me. And also it was, you know, but it was a really great time. It was such a reinvention, you know, where, where we were, I was going through the divorce and like rediscovering myself. And um, while it seems back to back, I really did have some, some time, you know, we were starting to build squeeze, which Brittany, who you now know, um, you know, who, you know, for people listening, ran our marketing at dry bar. She, you know, Michael, Michael actually approached me about doing squeeze when we were still in the, in the thick of a dry bar and I was like, I no, like I don't have it in me to do that because I was so burnt out by that point and life was so crazy. And, but Brittany wanted to do it, which we were so grateful for. And she's done, you know, a phenomenal job. Um, you know, so I was really grateful. I was able to like coast there for a little while while we were like between and the divorce and then squeeze was happening. And, you know, I did have like a year there where I, you know, I think I led on to it a little bit, but where I was really just like sucking air and just trying to stay above water while I was like dealing with my personal stuff, which then, you know, on the, on, on the flip side made me a softer person, like probably a better person, you know, a stronger person and all of the things that I, you know, became. And then that's kind of when, you know, that was kind of somewhere in the middle of the pandemic and things were crazy with squeeze. And now we're like up and running and we're opening more. Um, and you know, about a year ago is when i discovered Meredith and we became friends. And I thought, you know, that there's, there's really something here. And that's been a really fun, like, you know, labor of love kind of project. So they, they've all happened in this really interesting way. Um, 
but it's been a lot of like self-discovery and a lot of like, I hate using the term like lonely at the top, but there is some truth to this. Like I built this business and we, we had a lot of success and like, and then, and then in like what felt like one fell swoop, my life kind of completely unraveled and like, what am I doing now? And, and I've had to like figure all that out and, um, but I'm grateful for it, you know, and I feel like I've kind of landed on my feet and I still kind of feel a little like all over the place. Like, what am I doing? And my schedule and my life is such a mixed bag. It's not, it's not, it's not one, you know, I don't do the same thing every day ever, <laughs> you know, so I'm, you know, and I'm exploring lots of different projects and investments and all sorts of different things now. So I'm, you know, I'm finally at the point where I really like what I'm doing. It just doesn't look like anything like it's ever looked before. So I don't know, I guess it's kind of just rolling with it and, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. And you're, you're evolving every day. And it's actually, um, I, I was listening to you and I was thinking, you know, people that are listeners are entrepreneurs, founders, but also people that work, you know, in corporations and big companies. And a lot of the things you said resonated because I'm like kind of on both sides, right? I've had a corporate marketing role for so long and, um, the things, and I've always been very entrepreneurial in the corporate world and, and cause I've always like come in and had to build something like build the social media strategy, build the content strategy, because none of that ever existed. So I definitely, there's so many parallels in you're moving your way and you're navigating. And then you're like, should I be doing that? Should I not be doing that? I don't have as much control as I used to have. Wait, I used to work on that brand and they're not doing it the way that I would do it. And should I, you know, it's, there's a lot of comparisons, even though you're in a big company, like as you grow and evolve and lead, you just learn more and more about yourself, what you should be doing when sh- you shouldn't be doing. And like, I'm still learning it myself. And um, I know you're, you're starting the impact series and we're excited to hear about that. Cause I know that's in a couple of weeks. And I think it sounds like such an amazing experience for people who are starting up. If you want to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I don't know if I'm just crazy, but I feel like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. I am doing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing I- that in a couple of weeks and that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're doing too much and you forget about half the things you're doing. Um, and I was literally just sending emails about that before this call. Anyhow, yes. So the impact series was re- series was really born out of this, like, you know, a couple of different things. Like uh, my desire to give back, pay it forward, all that stuff is really important to me. And, and over the years, I mean, that's kind of how, you know, um, raising the bar started because Michael and I were getting, you know, hit up all the time from people who wanting advice about starting a business and running and growing and scaling a business. Um, and, and we were, that's the podcast was kind of our answer back then to like get a lot of that information out there. And, you know, since we stopped doing that you know, and I continued to get, you know, inquiries from entrepreneurs all the time or like, Hey, can we go have coffee? Can we sit down and talk about my business? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, I don't, my bandwidth is pretty small. Like, you know, that's not realistic or scalable, you know, so how do I give back? And I've tried, you know, a lot of different ways. And when, when Adrian and I met and he's, you know, he's, he's a found, he's a coach of like founders and entrepreneurs and CEOs. And that's like what he does. Like he coaches people like me, <laughs> you know, so him and I, like, I could have definitely used him like five or six years ago when I was in the throes of it. And, and I've learned so much from him. And there's so many things that I would think about differently now than I did then had I had someone like that. And ironically, my brother and I used to talk about me getting a coach all the time, which I thought was like the most ridiculous thing. Now I'm like, Oh, it's really, I mean, at least 
a coach like I, I need a coach for work. I've been yeah, I, mean, I need an executive coach, so I might be calling Adrian. It's really, it's really interesting. I really don't think I understood like what a coach does. And I think there's a lot of people like coaching out there, but he's like, and I, I always kind of joke around that I'm like, do you just kind of tell people like what they should be doing, what to do? And he was like, no, you know, I help them see the things that they are missing and I help them discover things about themselves. And, and I'm like, oh, and, and he's certainly done that for me in, in a large way on a lot of different things. And anyway, so, you know, it's his experience with coaching founders, people like me, entrepreneurs, like people that are maniacs and all over the place and crazy, um, you know, who are mostly entrepreneurs, you know, putting to, to bring that together, you know, from his experience and my real world experience and to kind of combine those, you know, that, that chocolate and peanut butter combination is, seems so great. And so we were like, you know, and we love working together and being together and traveling together. So we're like, how do we combine these two things? And that's kind of how the impact series series was born of like, let's get, you know, let's keep it really small. We only allow up to 20 people in the room. And it's like very much a deep dive into whatever's going on. We've done a couple of them now. Like what's going on in your business? What's working? What's not working? What are your biggest challenges? What are you struggling with? You know, and, and what's funny is a lot of the people who come tend to come for like one reason and they end up like dealing with another that they may not have been willing to talk about. And Adrian's just so direct and honest and has this way of like drawing things out of people. So, and then I have the experience of like, you know, there's only so many things we go through as entrepreneurs, like, you know, staff and scale and raising money and like all, there's like a handful of things that we all kind of deal with. And so I have, you know, I can speak to a lot of that. So, and this, and this particular, um, impact series, which we're doing for all of them. We're bringing in like other successful entrepreneurs and Jessica Zweig, who has a book, Simply Be. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's mm-hmm. has a uh, marketing, like a personal branding marketing agency. And she actually is doing, I've hired her to do stuff for me and it's been so great. And we've become really good friends. So she's kind of co-headlining this with us. This last one we're doing, this next one, and we're doing it in Nashville in February, February 4th. Um, and it's just, it's super fun to be in a room it's very vulnerable. It's very honest. It, if the people are willing to be that way, and usually they are, it's a, it's a pretty sizable investment. So it's like, it takes, you know, you, you really need to want to, to do the work when you're there and it's very immersive and it's super fun. I love it. I feel very it's, connected to the people. It's really amazing. Your, um, your drive and your desire to give back and to like pay it forward. All of these years of grit and hard work that you put in learning as you went along and you just want to teach it to people. I mean, I think that it's, it's just so admirable. And I mean, obviously that's one of the biggest reasons why, you know, you're one of our role models. It's just really, really cool. (laughs) Amy and I, we, you know, we are just one day we woke up and like, we want to do something. What is it? Okay. Let's do a podcast. All right. So we make this podcast and it's fun. And we're talking to these really great people. Let me me interrupt. It wasn't, it wasn't let's do a podcast. Okay. It was, I was talking to my husband and I'm like, Katie and I always have these really great conversations about well-being and taking care of herself. And she's got an autoimmune and I get vestibular migraines and she's always researching and people always ask us like, Oh, what should I do for this? And what should I do for this? And like, how do we just talk about it? Like we're talking on the phone and people are listening in. So we're like, okay, the podcast is the first way to do that, but that's just the start. And the only reason I'm cutting you off to saying that, Katie, is because it is it is um, it, there is something special about Katie and I's conversations. I think, and what we've been told is that similar to you, like we have a very real, authentic way. We're not like 
editors talking about well-being and beauty and all this stuff like it's more um we want to make it more approachable and not that intimidating sort of like you know your business have been right like it's like the accessible luxury so we're like the attainable real like we really get into it we ask all these like silly questions we'll have a doctor on the show be like wait what does this mean when you get you know so my point is is I, i was just saying katie before we got on is like my husband was saying like, you guys go deeper than like the typical well-being and like, don't, you guys don't sell yourself short. And that's why I'm cutting you off, Katie, to just say like, it's not just that. Like Katie has, she's, she's a really incredible researcher and she just knows so much about health and well-being that I was like, you need to be telling people and I need to be telling people my side. So anyway, sorry. I went off on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, the whole point is that we, you know, we have like this young entrepreneurial spirit in us and we, to be able to look to people like yourself to learn the ropes, it it's invaluable. I mean, it, it really, it really is because here we are, we're like spinning our wheels all the time. What do we do next? How do we get to the next week? Like what, you know, what we is have like 10,000 ideas right. and how do we put it together? Yeah. And, um, anyway, I digress. Yeah. And your pod, the Girlfriends and business, um, we love too, because that I, Katie and I send back episodes to each other because I'm like, listen to this. This is so helpful. Like the one the other day, I forgot it was Lori talking to, um, I can't remember her name, but she was talking about like the different pillars of like what kind of business you are, the three R's. And that was so helpful. I was like, oh, that like really helps us understand like where we fit in the mix. So anyway, how's the podcast going and all of that? is that it's yeah it's good i mean it is i'm definitely you know ch- challenged in time like i yeah you guys do a lot it's like three episodes a week yeah, i don't do, do all of them <laughs> i only do a couple of them now i've had to like you know i mean i've had to like pull back a little bit from it because i just don't have the bandwidth um between the you know the book that i'm writing now impact series beckett and quill you know, I'm on not only like still drive our board, squeeze, okay, humans. I've joined a couple other boards. There's a company called Ideal Image, which is like the biggest medical spa in the country. Wow. Um, I know that company. They I they actually recruited me. That we can talk about that offline. Oh, uh, funny. Um, and I joined the board of Onsite because Onsite, you know, out of Nashville was a really helpful and just you know, you know, Miles, who's the CEO of, of uh, Onsite, has become a near and dear friend of mine, and I love what they're doing. I mean, they are doing incredible work, and so um, you know, I'm just pulled in a lot of direction, different directions. So the podcast was a little bit challenging. So I do a couple of episodes here a month with them. Um, so it's going really well. I'm just not, I'm not doing quite as much as they are, um, but you know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where to put my time, which like I said, I don't even, right. You got to prioritize. It's hard. I have this whole other big project that I'm launching soon. It's yeah. It's just, you know, I, I can't like sit still, you know, I'm trying all these things. So <laughs> I'm even getting into like the NFT world, which is really exciting. Wow. You know, there's just like fun stuff. So, um, but I love it. You mentioned yeah, your, your book. So you have a, a new book that you're currently working on. Yes. Um, you know, what's so funny. I, I did another podcast right before you guys. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't think I can do two podcasts in one day because I don't remember what I said here <laughs> and there. Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't I tell you guys that? I was like, nope. I said it in the last podcast. I did just get a book deal. which was like a very, yes. very like big, you know, exciting thing for me that I, something that I've been working on for a long time. And I had been 
working with a ghostwriter and basically spent almost all of last year, like outlining the book. It's about like 19 or 20 chapters. And it's been, it's, you know, it's very cathartic going back through your life. And, and, yeah. the, and the purpose of the book is to be, you know, it is a memoir, but not, I really don't want it to be this like self-indulgent story about me. You know, I want it to be, you know, kind of what you guys have touched on, like, you know, lessons learned, you know, things that I've picked up. And, and again, in that theme of paying it forward of like, here's, you know, what I've learned, here's what's worked for me. Here's what hasn't worked for me. Take it or leave it, you know, make it your own. Um, also like a bit of a resource of like, you know, some of like the crazy shit I've been through with my son and the, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm in, I, I actually have a call with my new book editor um, this week to start, you know, mapping out the book, which I'm like, that's so exciting, know, like excited and scared. The first book I wrote was, was like a very like hair centric. It was called the dry bar guide to good hair for all it was like breaking down, you know, what I, what I know about hair. And this is a much, much more personal endeavor um, that I'm excited about. And, you know, I love obviously sharing and oversharing, so it'll be fun, but yeah, lots of, Lots of projects. Sounds like a lots of time management skills needed. Yeah. When is this? Yeah, seriously. I don't know Any know. idea when the book <laughs> will be out? Do we? Is there? Probably early twenty twenty three. Okay, great. Is is what it's looking like now, which does seem really far, but not when you're writing a book. Have you read the Jen Atkin book? Um, I heard that was really good. I started well, I it and I haven't finished it. Read it, but I I love Jen, and I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, I've heard it's incredible. I've heard really good things, and she's a gem of a person, and I'm sure you know she's very smart, and so I'm sure it's great. Yes, like you, I'm listening to it, but I yeah. this is what I do. I listen to like five things at once. I'm sorry. She read it herself. I don't know. I actually that one I started reading on my iPad oh, like at did. night when I couldn't sleep, and then I bought the audiobook. But I actually I don't know if it's her because I've only listened to it a few times. I, I mean, I, because I, I love obviously we both have a love of audiobooks. Like I love it when the author reads it. And I plan on oh, it's so much better. Mine too because you, there's emotion and you know, so I'm excited to do that. Yeah. I think it is her now that I'm thinking yeah, about it. I, I, would I can't imagine remember. Her, yeah. I have like 10 books open right now. <laughs> like, just like go I from have, one like, to another. All of those kinds of books. And then I have like just complete, like, you know, non like helpful books at all, just like guilty pleasure books. So those are something to help shut the brain down that very, very busy brain yeah, of yours. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, you know what else we should touch on really quickly, just because we did have Meredith on recently, and it was right before the holidays, and we saw her. How, how did Meredith? How did Beckett and Quill do during the holiday season? Because she had some some super exciting promotions and everything. It was great. Yeah, I mean, we it was such a great holiday season. We were, um, so, you know, blown away really by you know how you know, the last like two months of the year where our, you know, hands down made our year. So that was nice. really exciting. And Amazing. we learned a lot about what works and what doesn't work and what to, where to put our energy. And it set us up for, you know, this year to be able to, you know, go do a little bit more. So we, she had a lot of success when she was in New York with you guys in doing the trunk shows that she did. That was so fun. Um, so yeah, we had a great time. I wish yeah. I could clone her because she's so, you know, she she does so well when she goes out and does those trunk shows. She's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. So she's so um, cute. Yeah. No, she's we had a great Crawford clone. 
Yeah, I know. When she was on, I was like, Look did it. anybody, has anybody told you you look like Cindy Crawford? Cause I can't like, yeah, she's she there spitting in it. She's like, she's like, oh my God, Allie says that all the time. I'm like, yeah. you, you're exactly her. Yeah, so the bowl and the thing. Yeah, the whole thing. The, the picture, so we posted a picture of her today cause it's her birthday. And I think it's the picture, it's a picture of her that really, I feel like looks like Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Nice. We'll just so cute. What a right? Yeah. Good. Well, congrats on, on a good uh, holiday season. That's exciting. We love, love, love what you guys are doing with Beckett and Quill. It's Thank you so right much. Our alley. You guys have been awesome. Yeah, of course. So we have a couple like fun questions and a little wrap session and product review. So what is your holy grail hair, hair product? Because obviously you're the queen bee here. So we need to know like, what is your favorite thing? Do you have a favorite one or two things that are your go-tos? I mean, they fluctuate so much, you know, it just kind of depends on like where I'm at in my hair journey. And I, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really blow my, blow dry my hair all that much anymore. I mean, as you can see, my hair is a little bit dirty right now. Um, I kind of like it. I really like undone hair. And I've always said that even in the throes of dry bar. Um, But I would say like my, the tool, well, the, the product that I've stuck with, for as long, for, for a very, very long time is, is probably our three-day bender, which is the curling iron, you know, that has mm-hmm. the barrel. When we, I, the one inch, like I've used it forever. It's such a great iron. You don't need to make it very hot and it gives you all sorts of different curls. I would say that's probably like a staple in my hair wardrobe. And then, you know, I kind of go, back and forth with different like serums, you know, we make a great one. That's a treatment. It's called uh, the treatment oil, hundred proof. And, but I, I really use a lot of brands, a lot of different hair products from different brands that I, that I love. Um, and, um, gosh, what am I using that I really love right now? Um, can I tell you a funny hack? Um, so the dry bar dry conditioner, which I love the smell and I know like smell is like, you're very sensitive to smell. And like, I, I am too. And I love that smell, but I've been spray. I have a puppy. We got a new puppy recently oh. and um, I spray it in her hair every once in a while, just to like, I don't know, give it a little bit of life. Yep. Sometimes, um, you know, she's outside, whatever, and it makes her smell good. And like ah. my mom came over the other day, she's like, she smells so good. I'm like, Oh, I put some dry conditioner. That's a really good idea. <laughs> so my dog yeah, particularly smells. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, and I would say like our dry shampoo is one of my, I use the brown dry shampoo a lot to cover up like my gray that comes in. And that's like one of my favorite go-tos. Oh, I didn't even know they had that. Nice. You do. Nice. Well, do you talk? Yeah. Yeah. These are good ones. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap into kick it to our wrap session because we have taken up so much of your time. You've been so generous. So okay. do you have a favorite wellness or beauty hack? You know, I would say my my latest beauty hack is I recently discovered there's this company called Canopy. They make they're kind of like a revolutionary humidifier. So it's like not the humidifier. Oh, I know that brand. Yeah, it's really cool because they they figured out this technology so like your humidifier doesn't get gross and moldy and gross and gooky. Um, and there's some really amazing data on like how good it is for your skin and your scalp. So I'm. I use it. It's on constantly. We never shut it off. It never, you know, you have to change the filter once every, I don't know, month or something, but it's really, really easy upkeep. And I love it. 
Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I've checked I, that out. I literally don't use humidifiers because of that exact problem. Like after a while, they get gross. So I do. But you know, it's fascinating. And I've learned a lot about this company because it's, it's a long story. But, um, you know, I was also like, meh, on humidifiers. And you use them kind of when you're sick and whatever. But they get so gnarly and you throw them away, you know. And yeah. However, it's a like multi-billion dollar industry. I'm like, how in the world? And these guys who started Canopy, who I've gotten to know, which is, you know, it's been kind of an interesting evolution. You know, they're like, yeah, we just realized it was like these guys started it who realized like their girlfriends were like, you know, saying that their skin was much better from having a humidifier, but there were so many issues with them. So they are kind of entering this beauty space. And I was like, I've been using it now for a little over a month. And I'm like, my skin looks looks and feels so much better. And there's so much technology and like the fact that, you know, it doesn't put as like a big, a big water molecule into the air, which would be really bad for our hair. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's some really cool technology with it that I've geeked out on a little bit. So um, it's I need to try that because yeah. like same thing, same thing. Didn't, I think Lauren Bostick like did like yes. a collab with them. She did. She did. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. how I know the brand. Okay, yeah. cool. We got to try that. Yes. Okay. Then the next one is called our five minute flow. So you just get out of the shower. Your Uber pings you. They're downstairs. They're wait or they're five minutes away. So what is your quick beauty routine? Like what are your go-tos? What do you throw on? What do you put on your face to get like downstairs and in that Uber on time? Well, I would say the biggest thing is like, I am, I don't know if it's because of like my age, but like skin is really important to me. So I always put on like, I'm like very religious with Shawnee Darden products and I'll put on like mm-hmm. a toner first. Cause I've learned that like, if you put that on first, it helps the other stuff seep in more. Um, I always use a serum. I use start with Shawnee. I use a serum. And then I, I like always, I usually have, if, if I have time, I'll put on like blush and lipstick, but I always have my, I always have um, eyeliner and mascara on. It's like, I do not feel like myself if I don't have that on. Everything else is like, kind of like meh, but it's eyes for me and like a lot of shit on my face. <laughs> feel you on that one. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah. I, I refuse to leave the house without like liner. Yeah. That's yeah. I always have liner. I used to like line the inside of my eyes. And then I started realizing that like my eyes, like my eyes are very small and it looks, it looks smaller. So now I just do the top and I I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm good with it. <laughs> do you get lost in the TikTok world of like hair and beauty hacks? I'm like, I really I can't stop. I, oh my God. There's so many I good ones. I totally get it. And if I, if I get into, if I see something, I, I can get locked into it, but I, I'm honestly like, so embarrassing, but like, you know, I'm, you've probably seen me post about my cat, which I'm like such a dog person. Yes. Cookie. But we co- talked about the air tag the other day. Yes. Oh, right. You guys, I just ordered the collar to her. Cause I had air tag on her because that was the most traumatic thing thinking I lost her. I was such a fucking wreck. And That's so scary. I, um, and like, I end up my, my, I end up watching so many fucking kitten videos now that I'm like, <laughs> What's wrong with me? Who am I? What's wrong with me? It's really funny. Now I like I see these like cat and dog videos, like where the kitten like runs into the room and like jumps on the dog's face. I'm like, why doesn't Cookie do any of this stuff? You know, <laughs> well, I'm in a little bit of an I'm in such an animal person, and like it's my dream to have like a farm one day and have tons of dogs and cats and chickens and all of that. But that's that's coming. Well, maybe nice. that's yeah. a good segue into how you maintain your daily nirvana. Is it possibly the kitty videos? 
think it's a mix, you know? I mean, I, I, you know, kind of like the post I posted this weekend of like, I, I realize I need like alone time and I'm an, I definitely think I'm like an introverted extrovert. Like I can really turn it on and be on in front of camera and all that stuff. But then I like, I really like my like, t- downtime. I really love my downtime. And I think that's kind of what keeps me like in flow, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Agreed. Okay. Well, typically on the show, we end with a quick product review, like what we're loving now and a quick mantra. So we're going to do that quickly. So, and I think you'll like this alley because it's kind of, well, kind of related, but not related to something we just talked about. So I don't know if you've heard of this brand called Vitruvi, um, these diffusers. Oh no, I haven't seen so that. They're air diffusers. Um, but the reason why I like it is it's stone and it's really beautiful. So when you have it, so you can, um, I never was like a diffuser person, but I saw these and I'm like, oh, they're like pretty and they look nice in your office or your home. And there's, I'm going to show you my phone. I don't know if you can see it right now, but there's all these amazing colors. I don't know if you can see this, but there's like white and pink and yeah, like, light, like if you go on their website, but they have, eucaly- they have eucalyptus color and, and, and gray and yellow, um, not a buttercup yellow, but like a mustard yellow and they have a teal and like just all What's these wrong beautiful with colors. Yellow? So- <laughs> no, nothing. I'm saying they have a, they have a mustard. Where's the, where's the yellow cup? No where's the buttercup yellow? But anyway, um, they have cream and anyway, they have all these beautiful colors for Truvy. They're just very like chic and luxe. So they look nice in your home. They look like a piece of like yeah. decor versus just like an ugly diffuser. And one of the things I love about canopy is they're like that too. It's like, yeah. So it's so beautiful. Body, yeah. And then I got like three, um, different scents. I love grapefruit. So I put grapefruit in there. And then I also have like this grapefruit eucalyptus kind of mix. And then one with, um, lime and juniper and whatever and yummy smells. But anyway, I just started using it. And now that I have my smell back after COVID, I'm loving it. So it's just a really nice product. If you want a diffuser that like looks chic and nice and all types of colors, it's, I think it's around $110. Um, but it's a good one. So that's what I'm loving right now. Love it. Love it. (laughs) a fun one. Yeah. All right. Well, I will wrap with our mantra in honor of Martin Luther King Day. This is a Martin Luther King quote, and it's also very appropriate to your unbelievable entrepreneurship. So you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. And I, I feel- lo- I've heard that one. I knew it was going to be a good one. I love that's a great yeah, one. I love so it. So true. Such a yeah. good one. Well, thank you so much. I just want to say yeah, thank you. you. I know you are thank so you. busy and we really appreciate yes. the time you spent with us and we know our audience will love it. And um, we'll have to meet one day in person next time we're in LA. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Feel Thanks. Right. Thanks, Allie. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.